1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio, produced, of course, by the folks at Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. I should say welcome to preseason folks, because it has officially arrived, and it's uh, it's pretty exciting to say the least. I am your host of the show. My name is Amy Johnson. I am the lead Laval rocket correspondent for Rocket Sports Media, as well as uh, the host of this podcast as well as our YouTube weekly show called Habs Hockey Report. Won't you take a moment, just tap that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. If you're new to the show and you want to listen for a little bit before you make that decision, okay, I'll give you some leeway. By the end of the show, you're going to want to hit that subscribe button as well. And hey, head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com allhabs. Tap the subscribe button and notification bell there as well because that weekly Habs Hockey Report show. You don't want to miss an episode of that, particularly now that the season is ramping up. Uh, And if you're new around here, or maybe you took the summer off from hockey and you haven't listened to the show in a while, you might have missed the news that all of us here at Rocket Sports are now the sole contributors of all content on the brand new Montreal Canadiens website published by the hockey news. That's right. If you've heard the news that the hockey news now has 32 team centric sites, one website uh, on the hockey news digital platform dedicated to each of the 32 NHL franchises. That means the hockey news Montreal completely uh, managed and edited and and all content contributed by all of us here at Rocket Sports Media. So if that's how you found us, welcome aboard. If you've been a listener for a long time, be sure to bookmark THN.com slash Montreal. Again, that's THN.com slash Montreal. We are very excited to be part of the Hockey News family, and that is where you will find all of our Canadians, Laval Rocket, and Habs Prospects coverage all season long, all in one place, all in one website, THN.com slash Montreal. What do we have for you today? Well, uh, Laval does have a little bit of news. Uh, We've got dates now set for the Laval Rocket training camp. Um, which is going to kick off in about a week because we know that the Canadians are going to make some cuts throughout this week. And as they start to make cuts, that means uh, the training camp roster will start to take shape for the Laval Rocket uh, and they will get their camp started next week. So we're going to talk a little bit about training camp, get you caught up uh, with with those dates. I'm going to give you my thoughts since all of the pros- most of the prospects for the Canadians are still with the NHL training camp and they just played their first preseason game last night against the New Jersey Devils. I'm going to give you my rundown of what I liked and what I didn't. And uh, I've got some, got some things to say on both sides of that coin. And uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Then in our second segment, it is an AHL hot stove week. If you're new to the show uh our good friend and colleague patrick williams he is the ahl writer for nhl.com he's also uh, a featured writer at the ahl's official website and he's a contributor here at rocket sports and he joins the show Right now, it's on on a bi-weekly basis. Uh, He comes in every other week for the AHL Hot Stove, and he and I uh, sit down and chat about a hot topic going on around the American Hockey League. Uh, And this week, you know, Michael Landlauer made big news this past week uh, with the purchase of the Ottawa Senators, but what kind of flew under the radar a bit was the fact that he also purchased... The Belleville Senators, the AHL franchise. Uh, And so Patrick's going to join me today to talk a little bit about what that means for one of Laval's biggest rivals, the Belleville Senators. And um, what Michael Anlauer purchasing that team as well could mean not only for Belleville and the team itself, but the no- the North Division and, and, and the league in general, it's always an interesting thing when a new owner comes into the league. And so we're going to talk about that with Patrick coming up here in the second segment. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Rocket Sports. Again, that's at Rocket Sports. You can also follow me on Twitter if you'd like. I'm You can find me at Flyers Rule. Uh, All right, so let's start with, uh, let's get the business out of the way first. Laval uh, has announced their dates for training camp. They are officially going to have their first practice next Monday, October 2nd. They will have practice um, for training camp on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday morning. And then Wednesday morning, October 4th, they're going to bus to Toronto because on Thursday night, next Thursday night, October fifth, is their first preseason game against the Toronto Marlies. Um, in the it's actually in the afternoon next Thursday, uh, and then as soon as that's done, they're gonna bus back to Laval, have practice on Friday, um, and then Sunday they have a game against the Belleville Senators at Place Bell in Laval. So two preseason games on tap next week. Uh, They get training camp started right away. Now, the Canadians did make a first round of cuts um, on Sunday after the red-white scrimmage. But those four cuts, uh, none of them, uh, it doesn't affect the AHL at all. In fact, all four of those cuts all went back to junior hockey. That was forwards Florian Jackeye, Arbor's brother, of course, just drafted uh, this past summer in the fourth round. Uh, Cedric Gindon went back to junior as well as goaltenders Quentin Miller and Jan Spunar. Uh, So all four of those were the the first round of cuts that took place on Sunday after the red-white scrimmage. We did not see a round of cuts after last night's preseason game. I would, for, for, for my betting purposes, I would imagine we'll see a round of cuts probably... Wednesday night after the game against the Senators. Uh, I would imagine that Kent Hughes, Jeff Gordon, Marty St. Louis want to take one more look um, at kind of the first grouping that they are considering making cuts with um, and 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 give it two preseason games. Uh, they could also make... S- the Habs actually have off today, uh, Tuesday, September 26th. So it's possible that the management crew might take today a quiet day and review the roster and make a round of cuts today as well. Uh, That is absolutely a possibility. But if 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 there is not a round of cuts today, then I would imagine we'll see another round of cuts uh, on Wednesday night. And those I think will begin to affect the AHL roster and this training camp for Laval that's going to start uh, next Monday. So the Montreal Canadiens kicked off their official preseason schedule on Monday night, the first of four games they are playing this week, all at the Bell Center. They have four home games this week, which is kind of nice for them. Uh, Kicking off with a uh, a, a tilt against the New Jersey Devils, which is exactly how they kicked off the preseason last year, by the way. Uh, They started preseason last year with a Monday night game against the Devils. Um, And uh, what else do those two games have in common? New Jersey won both of them. <laughs> um, and New Jersey was actually playing a split squad game. Uh, the Devils had a good night I have to say overall they absolutely blanked uh, the the Philadelphia Flyers uh, six to nothing. And the Canadians put up a little bit more of a fight against uh, the the Devils, the Devils split squad, uh, but they did drop this one four to two as well. Um, Rick Stevens actually has a full game recap for you, as well as a game preview. If you happen to miss that, uh, over at our Hockey News Montreal website, so check it out at thn.com/montreal. You'll get the full game recap, statistics, his game report, analysis, uh, really good stuff. Be sure to to, to check that out. For my purposes today, we're talking about prospects uh, in general, and I'm going to give you what I liked, what I didn't like, um, because despite the fact that it was a 4-2 to loss, and despite the fact that, quite frankly, it was a rather boring game, if we're being completely honest, but most preseason games are. I mean, preseason games are, sure, fans can get excited that hockey's back on and, and so on and so forth, um, but... These games really are more for evaluation uh, than anything else, and and sometimes that can lead to some ho hum hockey games. This happened to be one of them. Despite all of that, there were observations to be made, and and yes, evaluations. Let's start with what I liked. Owen Beck, first and foremost. Uh, Owen Beck. Owen Beck looked good. I thought he was very strong as Rick Stevens uh mentioned in his in his recap uh Owen Beck very strong on the faceoff dot. My goodness, did he look uh you know, he's face he was facing off against Jack Hughes most of the night and he won a lot of those faceoffs. He looked very strong uh second line center uh, with Joshua Waugh on one wing and Jesse Ullinen on the other. In fact, that entire line for me was one of the things that I liked. For individual reasons, as a trio, they looked good together. Uh, they were a strong line. Uh, as I said, Owen Beck looked good. He looked ready to compete, and he didn't look out of place. Ullinen, we know, also with with the games he already has under his belt, he looked comfortable He looked mature, and once again, special teams, uh, he was utilized quite a bit, and and he looked strong in his role uh, on special teams as well. Joshua Waugh on the the left wing here, showing a bit of his scoring prowess. He he potted the first goal of the night, uh, in fact. Uh, looked very good in that manner, as well as both he and Justin Barron out there blocking shots uh, very noticeably, uh, which you always like to see that level of commitment. We've heard Rob Ramage say you have to show up every single shift, every single day. They're looking at every little thing and sacrificing the body to block shots in the first preseason game of the year is certainly not a bad idea, um, and and so really liked that line in general, um, and I thought you know not only the block shots but defensively as well. Justin Barron, I thought, uh, did a did a very nice job. Logan Mayu probably defenseman of the night. Logan Mayu was very noticeable on the ice for a lot of the right reasons. There is still learning to be to be done, absolutely, but he looks very close um you know i think i think there's there's definitely um talent there skill there um it's just a matter of putting everything together but he was very strong on the puck uh physically he's not afraid to to battle at all uh was really impressed with uh with Mayu and Baron and Alex Newhook no he's not a prospect technically but he's uh you know He's a newcomer to the team. And I actually I, I I liked how he fit in. Uh he had a nice little feed over to David Reinbacher, uh, who then who then got the puck uh, into the crease at least for um Josh Anderson to to tap it in. So um overall that's that's what I liked. What I didn't like, well one of them was one of the names I just mentioned, David Reinbacher. Um listen, we all know the best place for David Reinbacher to spend this next season is back in Europe. And that is not a slight against him. It's not a slight against, uh, being a fifth overall pick. It's not a, 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 an evaluation of his abilities. It simply means he, he needs some time to, to develop and Europe is going to be the best place for him to do that. Um, he, the nerves seem to show with him more visibly than others. um, that's gonna go away with time., uh, the adjustment to the North American game once he finally does come over to North America permanently is also going to take some time. Um, and I think there's just sometimes that he looks unsure of not so not so much unsure of himself, but not exactly confident in his quick decision making. Um, And so there's definitely room to grow, and I'm excited to see what that's going to look like once he gets a bit more comfortable and works on some of those areas. Um, Uri Slavkovsky looked better than he has, but also has a way to go. Um, And Uri Slavkovsky, for me, is going to be one of the guys that I think is going to be a curious case to keep an eye on this preseason um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of noise yet this preseason, like there was at the end of last year about should Uriah Slavkovsky spend some time in Laval working on his game. Um, we all know that last year in his draft year, uh, myself and many members here at Rocket Sports disagreed with the decision to keep him in the NHL in his, in his draft year, uh, and, and had indicated that he should have either gone back to Europe or played in Laval. Uh, they chose not to do that. He didn't have a good start to his season, and then the injury took him out for the rest of the year. I still think that Uri Slavkowski would be well served to play some time in the AHL, based off of what we've seen so far. Now, if he now stomps through the next 5 preseason games and makes a marked improvement in what we're seeing on the ice, that opinion of mine could change between now and opening night. But from what we've seen last year and what we've seen so far in um you know the 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 rookie tournament and inter-squad scrimmages at practice and particularly in this game last night, I think that there's just places that Slavkovsky needs to get much more confident. And I think the way, the best way for him to do that would be do, going down to Laval. Maybe he spends a month down there. As they say, it's the same with goaltenders. It's the same with any prospect you're trying to develop. If they're kind of right on the cusp or, or struggling, Sometimes, not all the time, and I'm not saying that this is definitively the case for Slavkowski, but sometimes it's more effective to send them down to the AHL where some of that pressure comes off and some of those nerves go away and they can just focus on what they need to focus on and focus on dominating at the AHL level. Spend two, three, four weeks in the AHL, get comfortable, work on the little parts of your game that need to be worked on and start dominating. And then you've got all sorts of confidence, you've got improvements in the areas that were had some weaknesses, and then you get recalled again to the Canadians, and suddenly it's like having a brand new hockey player. And then they start to shine. Um... So I still think that could be a possibility for Uri Slavkovsky. Practically. Realistically, I don't think they're going to do it. I think um, that would make the organization look like we made the wrong decision last year. And I don't know that they're going to want to do that. Uh, So I have a feeling Slavkovsky will stay in the NHL. I don't know that it's best for his development. That's why I say he's going to be the curious case to see how things unfold over the next uh, two weeks and the next five preseason games. Um, because I, I really want your eyes, to be successful. And I'm I'm hoping that the organization puts him in the right position to find that success and find it sooner rather than later and not let it drag out too much. Um, the other thing that I have to say was not stellar last night, and it was just goaltending wasn't wasn't great. Uh, that was an exceptionally bad goal that Sam Montembeau let up, uh, let in when it, uh, bounced, uh, came off the end boards and, and bounced up off of his skate and off of his elbow and in, um, not a, not a great, not a great night for Sam Montembeau. Jakob Dobas did okay. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's all going to come along. We're not, I'm not, I'm not so worried yet about the goaltending. So overall, um. Despite the score, I actually liked more than I didn't like in that first preseason game. And I'm excited to see what the lineup is going to look like for Wednesday night's game against the Senators. And uh, you can bet on this week's Habs Hockey Report show on YouTube this Thursday, I am probably going to be discussing what I liked and didn't like about Wednesday night's preseason game. So be sure you're subscribed at youtube.com slash all Be sure you're subscribed to this podcast. Just tap that subscribe button right now if you haven't done so. We'll have lots more Prospect and Laval Rocket talk uh, coming up every Tuesday this season. So be sure that you are subscribed. We are going to take a quick break right now. We're going to hear um, a message from our sponsors over at DraftKings. And when we come back, Patrick Williams will be here joining me in the studio for this week's edition of the AHL Hot Stove. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us. You are listening to the Press Home podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. We are back with another week of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com/football/terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Press Zone Podcast here at Rocket Sports Radio, produced by Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Don't forget to tap the subscribe button if you haven't done so already and follow us on Twitter at the Press Zone at Rocket Sports. Uh, we don't want you to miss a moment of all of the excitement this season. And hey, if you are so inclined, we would what would be the most helpful for us here at the show is if you just take a moment to tap the share button on your podcast player and share this episode on your favorite social media platform. All right, well, as promised uh, at the top of the show, it is, in fact, an AHL hot stove week, and that means... That none other than Patrick Williams is joining us here in the studio today. Patrick, welcome to the preseason, my friend.
0: <laughs> uh, hello. Uh, yeah, the hot stove is. Uh, we've turned on the hot stove. It's starting to heat up a little bit.
1: Uh, not quite.
0: Not quite in the fall weather yet, I guess.
1: Not you not know,
0: quite down this way, but um, yeah. yeah, we're we're nudging our way toward that.
1: That's right. Bringing bringing the water up to a simmer a little bit.
0: Yes.
1: Um, this week, um, while we are waiting to basically, you know, AHL folks are this is this is limbo week, right? As as we're all kind of waiting and watching the NHL franchises to see who's going to start getting cut from training camps, so that we can start to see what the the makeup of AHL training camps is going to look like. So we're kind of in that that waiting period, you know. We're circling the city in the airplane waiting for clearance <laughs> to land yes. basically. Yeah. Um but there was some news this week, AHL news this week that well, let's just continue the 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 plane analogy that flew under the radar a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um Big splash, of course, it, you know, not not that it was in question that it wasn't going to happen, but of course, the NHL Board of Governors uh, finally approving the sale of the Ottawa Senators to Michael Lauer, um, and made big headlines, lots happening there. What many folks might not have noticed that was kind of tucked into the small print there was mm-hmm. that the AHL Board of Governors at the same time also approved the sale of the Belleville Senators to Michael Ann Lauer as well. He wasn't just purchasing one franchise; he's got a couple of them now, um, and so that means a brand new owner now joining in the American Hockey League. Uh, and he actually sent out a specific statement. Just for Belleville Senators fans, and and I'm just going to read just a little bit of this. It says, Dear Belleville Senators fans, it's great to be back in the AHL, and it is great to be a part of your team. Today, my family and I are excited to officially become a member of your community. Belleville is a true hockey town. I have spent a number of years watching the team, and I know how important this team is both to the community and the AHL. Belleville is home for many players during a critical and formative period in their careers. Seeing how these players grow and develop with the support of our fans is inspiring. They are the NHL players of the future. Particularly, he says here, my partners and I take our responsibility to this team very seriously. Our commitment to you is that we will continue to provide a best-in-class development experience and we will work with the talented players and staff to reach the playoffs with the goal of bringing home a Calder Cup. Um, I think that was, Patrick, a very strong statement from Michael Anlauer. I think that it's apparent that he's not taking the purchase of an AHL team lightly. This isn't kind of an afterthought, that he's Mm. obviously focused on the development aspect here. Um, And, I mean, let's face it, anytime you have a new owner coming into the league – People sit up and take notice.
0: They do, and uh, you know, first off, the ve- development part that you mentioned is, is obviously critical. So I think, especially for for a team like Ottawa, that's always going to largely rely on that um, internal uh, player development model. You know, more so than other teams. It's a small market NHL team. You know, they're not going out and making huge splash financially you know free agency wise you know overpaying that sort of thing so you're always going to really develop most of your internal core uh through belleville and so that's the first part so you're, you're getting someone in Ann Lauer that obviously has a, a a you know pretty pretty strong history in the AHL. uh you know for people who don't know he was he was the owner of the hamilton bulldogs when uh, they were affiliated with uh well the with multiple teams, but uh, uh, most recently the Montreal Canadiens uh, before they moved to St. John's and then on to, to Laval. So um, he's somebody who clearly knows the AHL game, knows the AHL itself, knows what it takes uh, to make it work. And, and I would say, with him, when I think of him, I think of somebody that will really fight for a market. Um, you know, people that kind of remember the Hamilton bulldogs story, you know, every, you know, the, every few years there was, you know, that was a team that, that had to really fight for their, their share of the marketplace there. You know, you're, you're in, in Hamilton, you're not far away from from obviously Toronto and, and the behemoth that is the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, they were an Edmonton affiliate, then they were obviously a Montreal affiliate. So you, you're trying to come in there and, and find your way, you know, in a, in a very crowded marketplace. You know, you're also competing on obviously against OHL clubs, uh, you know, in some ways just as much uh, in terms of, uh, you know, your price points, you know, ticket wise and, and, and fan wise. Uh, and, and, you know, it was a it was a battle for the Hamilton Bulldogs for a long time to, to, to make it work. Um, and he was, he was obviously part of that, uh, helping that team survive as long as they did. So I think for, you know, from an AHL perspective, that's, that's gotta be reassuring to the AHL that you have an owner that's takes the lead seriously. It's not an afterthought, understands why it's so important and is, is willing to, uh, you know, battle for a market. So, um, I think that, that first step was not treating Belleville as an afterthought, you know, actually taking the time, uh, put out a specific statement uh, for Belleville fans um, and, you know, kind of not letting them feel maybe that, you know, I think under different, different circumstances, you know, you you could have had a situation where they could have kind of just
1: really flown under the
0: radar, you know, to, 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 further continue that analogy. And, um, you know, he didn't let that happen. So I think uh, a lot of credit goes to him for that. I think after, you know, these, you know, past few years of limbo really for the entire Ottawa, really the whole operation from the NHL on down, you know, with, with, you know, the the ongoing ownership transfer, you you know, is, I don't want to call it soap opera, but you know, it was, it was, it was a long protracted, um, uh, situation. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, you know, to have it resolved, you know, obviously there's already been talk, you know, what this means for the future of a new building in Ottawa, uh, what this means, you know, you know, uh, you know, getting someone like Daniel Alfredson back into the fold. Um, so it's, I think, I think there's a lot of good feelings now. um, in and around the nhl team which um you know if you're belleville you're hoping will will eventually uh, trickle down to the NHL club as well
1: now you know some people might look at the the news and say okay well great uh so they have a new owner so what you know it's not like it's a new gm who has direct um in know you know direct dictation of hockey operations and, and so on and so forth it's just an owner. So what? Am I really going to notice a difference? That type of thing. But with Belleville really being one of, probably one of the most heated rivalries that the Laval Rocket have, I think it's natural to say, okay, so so realistically, you know, what can what can a new owner to an AHL franchise? really mean in terms of of what you see and what people experience you know maybe not right away this season but but maybe in the the medium term not the short term not the long term but in in the medium term um you know there can be a lot of influence with a new owner at at the ahl level right
0: yeah there can be and you know it's even if it's not directly the owner, it's the owner's putting new people in place, which there, there's that trickle down effect. You know, you know, I, I, you know, my sense, you know, from, from what I know of the situation, talking to people there, is that you know they're gonna, you know, bulk up kind of the entire operation in terms of you know just front office personnel. Um, so I think that's going to make a difference. Uh, you know, I think they've been maybe running a little bit more of a thinner operation. Um, the last couple years, obviously, mm-hmm. with all the you know, with all the transition going on, so um, you might be getting yeah, you might be getting balked up front office, um, which will you know, obviously bring new ideas with it. Um, you know, and Belleville's a complicated market. Um, it's not an easy market. You know, it's 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 in that that 401 corridor, uh, Toronto, Montreal, Leafs, Habs. Kind of smack dab in the middle. Then you have Ottawa fighting for for you know a share of that market in terms of the fandom, Um, and you know it's it's a it's a market that you know had a long long history, very very uh, proud history uh, with the OHL with the Bulls, Um, and you had Belleville coming in and um, you know really had to almost introduce a fan base to a an entire new lead and you know a new product and then you know they had on ice struggles and you know, went through a few different coaches then 2019 uh, uh, 20 they were one of the top teams in to the lead a legit Calder Cup contender that was obviously the year that the season was was canceled mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know a team that's you know has had to fight you know for their you know you know, a lot like the Ottawa Senators, they're never going to get, you know, your top, you know, high, high end expensive AHL free agents. So it's a team that's, you know, really had to build a, a reputation uh, for being a really hardworking team, a really kind of uh, well-structured team this past season. Obviously, then you had the in-season coaching change, uh, Trey Mann leaving, uh, David Bell coming in uh, kind of on the fly. Uh, doing a really good job, got himself a a new contract there. So I think, uh, you know, you never say never, but it it looks like uh, Belleville's maybe through the worst of things and um, coming out, uh, you know, on the other side here. And, uh, you know, hopefully for their sake, um, you know, this now will will provide them a little bit more stability. And then, you know, once, once you're not putting out, you know, putting out fires, now you can maybe actually, you know, work on um really trying to you know like grow and you know i know they've been you know that that team it's not a big front office but they do a a lot uh with with, you know not having you know a big front office Uh, they're very Mm -hmm. aggressive community marketing um really trying to get out there and introduce themselves to people so um i think that bodes well uh for what they have there
1: Well, I think if, if nothing else, I think Belleville fans, um, and quite frankly, let's say Laval fans who travel to Belleville to, Mm -hmm. to watch games, because that certainly happens quite often. It's, it's close enough to do that. Um, I think it's encouraging that if nothing else, anytime you have kind of fresh blood, a new perspective, someone with, who's newly motivated to come in and, and, you know, quote unquote, play with their new toy that they just bought. You know, um, I think that's usually something to get excited about as well, that there should be at least some exciting, exciting things happening and, and improvements along the way.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, Belleville is an important market for Laval, if you really think about it, like, mm-hmm. you know, just from a lead geography standpoint uh, um, that alleviates a lot of, you know, what would be, you know, potentially a lot of extra travel. Uh, for the rocket, if you didn't have Belleville on the map, there, you know, it, it, you know, obviously it's what six road games a year that are, you know, within a, you know, relatively quick bus ride. Um, you know, if you want to, you know, tack on a trip down, you know, uh, to play the Marlies or on the way back, um, you can knock out, you know, a few more games that way. So, um, you know, having Belleville be a strong, solid member uh, of the league is is. Obviously important for Belleville, but it's, it's certainly important as well for a team like the Rocket. You know who are, you know in some ways a little bit geographically isolated, right? I mean, you know it's you know uh, you know f- for the Rocket, uh, the Marleys are you know five what five and a half hour bus ride. Today. Yeah. Uh, you know you're you know New England's not that far away, but they don't go down there very often. So, um, you know yep. New York State is somewhat close, but it's still a bus ride. So um having Belleville there you know definitely alleviates on that uh, travel burden that uh that would have otherwise
1: well I I think it'll be really fun to see what uh what impact Michael Ann has not only on Belleville but as a new owner in the league itself in not only this season but in the next couple of seasons ahead ahead and it'll be uh it's probably something we can revisit in a in a season or two and say, okay, has there been any changes? Have, have there been any differences? Um, but it's always, as we say, it's always interesting when a new owner comes into the league because you never know what that will bring with it. Um, Patrick, thank you so much for joining us today. It's uh, This is kind of the, the last week of us waiting, waiting with bated breath. I think when you're back again uh, in two weeks, we will start to be right in the thick of things.
0: Yeah, uh, something is, is is really over now, right? <laughs> like you know, we're, we're in the HL You're able to ease into things a little bit more coming off, uh, you know, August. But uh, now we're mostly through September. So <laughs> yeah, we're now uh, definitely going to go into the frying pan here, in October and beyond. So uh, yeah, fuck will
1: Absolutely. Well, we look forward to having you back in two weeks, uh, when we can really kind of get into the meat and potatoes of AHL training camps and, uh, be looking at the first preseason games of the season already. It'll be very exciting. Thank you for, for being here and, uh, we'll see in a couple weeks. Great. Thank you. A big thank you once again to Patrick Williams for being here and joining us on the show yet again this week, a bevy of insight from Mr. Williams, uh, Anytime you have a new owner come into the league, it's always something to uh, focus on and talk about, but particularly when it's one of the biggest rivals of the Laval Rocket and and how his influence could shape that team going forward, it's definitely of interest uh, to, to all of us who cover and are fans of the Laval Rocket. Uh, so thanks again to Patrick for being here he'll be back again in a couple of weeks and uh, despite that we will be back here next week next Tuesday is the next episode of the Press Zone podcast remember to bookmark THN.com slash Montreal for your daily coverage of the Montreal Canadiens and Laval Rocket courtesy of all of us here at Rocket Sports Media and uh, just enjoy the rest of this week plenty of preseason games on tap for the Habs and we'll have lots to talk about next Tuesday so Meet me back here for another exciting episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of the Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Rocket Sports.